0: It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy and Carrie. Love Talk today with a special guest about the sea life event for focus on the family.
1: You have found the love ladies right here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and it is awesome to have you with us today. On the line, I have my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kathy.
0: Hey, Coach Kerry, it's great to be with you. Hey, Love Talk friends, happy Saturday morning. Life is an adventure, Coach Kerry. I just am reminded of this again and again. And friends, we are so happy to have you with us this morning. We are on this adventure together. We are getting healthy together this summer. I love this series that we have been in, this Love Talk series on all things health. For the past two months, we have been discussing Women's health, healthy dads, financial health, healthy marriages, uh, just how to make a healthy impact. And, and we want to make a healthy impact and we need to be healthy to make a healthy impact. And I tell you, anyone can make a day worse, but our goal is always to make the day better each and every day. So friends, grab your coffee or, uh, if you're like my oldest daughter, go and grab your breakfast tea with tons of cream and way too much sugar, <laughs> uh, and today we are going to be discussing healthy grace, and Coach Carrie, I'm so excited about this guest that we have on. She is going to be speaking at the Sea Life Conference in Dallas this August 28th. Oh my goodness. Friends, you are going to want her to be your friend as well. She's just an amazing woman, and we're going to be uh, talking with her in just a few minutes.
1: Yes, this Sea Life Conference, Kathy. um, Friends, you can go to their website. It's S E E Life L I F E 2021. Um, It's a Focus on the Family sponsored event, Uh, so you can go to the Focus on the Family website, or you can type in Sea Life 2021. And um, it's love every heartbeat. It's about just loving every single precious life. How we are all. How we all have value. Every single life has a purpose, and God does not make mistakes. And uh, this is a free conference, Kathy.
0: I got it's on the Google website. Guide. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, you know, when I got on, I thought, well, okay, here I am. I'm up in Idaho. I'm not in Dallas. I'm going to miss this conference. I'm just going to end up watching all the little YouTube snippety snap right? <laughs> uh, after the fact. And, you know, it's never quite like being there. But, no, they're going to completely live stream it. So mm-hmm. if you can't be there. Now, friends, if you can be there, be there. Oh, my goodness. Matthew West in con- in in concert, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what incredible worship music. New Uh, Nick Vujic with Life Without Limbs is going to be there. We're going to be having him as a guest on radio next week. So excited about that. Um, And our guest from this week is going to be on there, and she's going to be talking all about grace and healthy grace and embracing grace. There's a teaser for you. If anyone knows about Embrace Grace, you're going to know who our guest is and uh, so for this week on Love Talk, we have selected this key verse to wrap this program around, and it comes straight out of second corinthians twelve nine and this is uh Christ speaking, he says, "My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness, and you know, friends, sometimes we never feel more weak than when we feel like we have no choices that we are in a uh, 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 a tight corner in a dark room, and we are struggling uh with the choice in front of us, feeling like even though we're given a choice, we have no choice. Well, that's the time when God says, hey, my grace is sufficient. I'm going to get you through this. And there is a choice. There is the right choice. And it's my choice for you. And God's choice is always the choice of life. Absolutely. Um, You know, the, the website is pretty
1: powerful and I would encourage our listeners to go to the website and just check it out. And I did get online to see about tickets and there are not very many spaces left. You do have to go online and select a ticket. Now, you don't have to purchase a ticket, but you have to select a seat so that they know, uh, that they have everyone a place. And there's not very many seats left, Kathy. So friends, if you are thinking at all that you want to attend this conference in person, um, then I would highly encourage you to get on the website and, um, and get a, get a seat reserved, uh, that is on August the 28th. And wow, Kathy, we have Nick Vuvich. Is it, am I saying that right? Vuvich on, on the, on the program next week. And, uh, if you don't know anything about him, uh, Google him. He is life without limbs and he is a motivational speaker all over the country. Um, and uh, he he was on the program,
0: Kathy, probably almost 10 years ago, right? Uh, yeah. Eight or nine he, years ago. He was out in Texas in 2012 when he was out here for National Day of Prayer and just an amazing, amazing man with an incredible testimony. And uh, we're just excited for everyone to hear from him. Well, Carrie, okay, I know that radio is a big part of your life, but... There's a lot of bigger parts of your life as well, your kiddos and your husband and uh, your Parkinson's patients and everything. Oh, my goodness. What have you been up to this last week? All those things.
1: <laughs> All those things. Um, yeah, you know, um, listening friends, you know that I, I love teaching my exercise classes for Parkinson's and we have just really exploded with membership over the last couple of months and so my classes are getting so full and they're just so full of life and joy and fight yesterday. Uh, we play music while we work out. And yesterday, I was playing a bunch of songs that I call fight songs. And uh, one of those was the song Overcomer by Mandisa. I hope that you guys know that song. And so I made sure that everybody knew, hey, the name of the title of this song is Overcomer. And that is what all of you are. Let's do this. Um, and so it was just inspiring to me. I hope it was inspiring to them. But we are all overcoming something right kathy we just never when we look from the inside out or from the outside in I should say we never know what somebody's going through and so that uh those those people are such a blessing to me yeah and school's ramping up here in just a couple of weeks my kids <laughs> have not done their summer reading um at um At uh, Grace Academy, they're required to do summer reading and they have a book that they're supposed to read that they have to answer questions on, write an essay about and all the things. My kids have not done that yet. Okay, um, so
0: I'm going to let you in on a little something that a girlfriend of mine uh Talk, t- told me, kind of let me in on. So our kiddos this summer have to read Paralandra by C.S. Lewis, and then they have to choose one other book. And then there's, mm-hmm. there's two of these short little readings that, that they do that they just print out and read. But Faith was not making it through Paralandra. And, uh, you know, you, with Paralandra, you either love it and you cannot put it down or you really have to force yourself into it. Well, there's just they, no middle ground. Yeah. There's no middle <laughs> ground with Paralandra. Anyway, uh, so my girlfriend said, oh, don't make her read it. Go get on hoopla. And punch in your library card number and get it on an audio book and she can go for bike ride and just have it in her ear and read it while she's on a bike ride or on a walk or while she's putting her makeup on in the morning or, you know, whatever. So that is how Faithy has gotten through her summer reading. And I'm so grateful to my friend for letting me in on that hoopla all
1: right I'm gonna have to tell my kids uh because they're struggling to get through theirs as well <laughs> so, um hoopla all right that's a yeah. that's a great tip you know I never think about that I've tons of friends that do books online and all of that that's not something I've um participated in much and so I it's not something that that's Comes to mind, but that is amazing. Well, so, yeah, and wow, it's, goodness, it's, Kathy, you've got girls going back to college, going to college.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love Hoopla because it's free with your library card. So gotcha. you know, there's no Audible monthly subscription and all like that. Eric and I are really trying to get on top of all these monthly subscriptions. Oh my yes. goodness, who knew that you know, twelve ninety nine could add up so quickly? Um, but yeah. I tell you, so Jordan is uh, heading off to school for move-in day on the 17th. I think that's Tuesday this coming week. Can't believe it. We still have Aaliyah for a couple more days before she heads out back to Baylor. I'm excited to be going back to Texas with her. We're going to be doing some radio in studio together. I love that. It's one of my favorite times when I get to come back to Texas and do radio with y'all and uh boy faithy just joined officially she's officially on the mayor's youth advisory council what does that mean that sounds so fantastic isn't it neat oh my goodness she's just so excited about it well you know she you know they have house leadership and she has tried out for house leadership the past 3 years and she has never been selected and, and I, I mean it just blows my mind but you know all god works in all things so i told him like babe god wants you to do something else somewhere else in leadership you're already a leader at school no matter if you have the title or not but Maybe you should be setting your sights a little bit bigger. Instead of just school leadership, let's do something bigger. Maybe God has something bigger for you. And so we looked at what youth leadership opportunities there were, and this uh, mayor's youth advisory council came up. And so you get to go and uh, sit in and speak at uh, city council meetings. You get to be an ambassador with your school for the mayor. And then you report back to the city if there's anything that you're the principal or assistant principal, any concerns that your school has, you bring those back to the city council and, uh, you present on those. You, you organize events for the city, working wow. together with the mayor and, uh, his administration. So I'm just so thrilled for her. I'm very excited. It's going to be a really neat, uh, time for her, I think this year. Kathy, that is. That
1: is amazing. That is really, really awesome. Um I know that your brain is probably reeling uh sending two girls to college right now. Um we will definitely be praying for you because my girl is in the throes of trying to figure out what she wants to do. Um you know, nursing was kind of the path that she not kind of it was the path that she was taking and she had done all this research and we had visited schools. And um, then several of our doctor friends who know Mackenzie very well have said to her, Mackenzie, we really think that you should look into PA school, physician's assistance school. And it's a different path than nursing school. The classes are very different. Uh, the schooling is different. And so now she's her brain is just spinning, but I'm super proud of her. She's done a really good job of contacting some PAs that we know, doing some shadowing to see if this would be more up her alley and so now her her college path may change just a little bit um, but that's okay and we told her you know this this is probably going to be the process over the next couple of months you know you may be unsure but it's okay we're just going to pray about it we're going to uh, seek God's direction for you. And if it completely takes a 180 and goes in a different direction, that's okay too. Um, and so, but I'm, I'm excited for her because she's excited and, um, and goodness knows we need more people in the healthcare world these days, uh, because of everything that's going on. I'm just, my doctor and nurse friends are pretty, um, are, are working a lot right now. And uh, there's just a shortage of doctors and nurses, especially in the hospitals. And so, uh, so you know, more healthcare professionals would be wonderful. So uh, now I know it's out of a crazy time, isn't it, Kathy?
0: It, yeah, I tell you. Well, and, and uh, you can also at their age, you can get a certified nurse's assistant. It's like a six-month certification that you get from the local community college. And as she's trying to get into colleges, uh, it would be a huge boost on her her resume as well to go out and, and make that six-month investment. And then also while she's going to school, she can be working part-time making almost $25 an hour. and Yeah. Anyway, something that Faithy's okay. been looking into as well. She's That's a big deal. That's a yeah. big deal.
1: Wow. Well, friends, we are so excited. We know you love to hear about our lives and get caught up on us. We'd love to hear from you. You can always drop us a note on our Facebook page. Um, they're at love talk and just, just drop us a note. Tell us hi us what's going on in your world. We're super excited about our guest today. Um, And Kathy, this this is going to be amazing.
0: I I tell you, Amy uh, Ford, she is with Embrace Grace. She's the founder of Embrace Grace. uh, And Founder and President is a nonprofit that inspires and equips the church to love on single and pregnant young women and their families. She has walked in the shoes of unplanned pregnancy as a teen. She walked away from an abortion clinic at the very last minute. So excited to hear about that. She's also the author of Help Her Be Brave, Discover Your Place in the Pro-Life Movement. Amy speaks nationally to a varied audience, including women's ministry events, pro-life adoption conferences, church leadership, equipping, and pregnancy center benefits. Uh, She is the featured speaker at the the Focus on the Family Sea Life event this August 28th. Friends, you're going to want to stay with us. We're going to meet Amy in just a minute. We're going to hear from our amazing sponsors and be back with you and with Amy right after this.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You've found the love, ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and of course, with my co-host, Kathy Indebrock, and we are delighted to bring you today Amy Ford, the co-founder and president of Embrace Grace, a nonprofit that inspires and equips the church to love on single and pregnant young women and their families. Uh, what a glorious organization this is and I am so excited Amy to have you on the program today. Welcome. Yeah thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, and we're so, uh, we're so looking forward to the, uh, Sea Life, uh, in Dallas, Texas, the Sea Life 2021 in Dallas, Texas that's coming up. You're going to be on stage with Nick Vujic, with, uh, Jim Daly and Matthew West is going to be leading worship. It doesn't get much better than that. So excited to have you with us. We, one of the questions that we always kick off with when we have new guests on the program, uh, is to help our listeners get to know you is, can you just share with us how you first came to know that Jesus loves you? Oh, that's such a
2: great question. Well, it's really kind of tied into my story um, in general. But, you know, I grew up going to church and went through the motions of showing up every Sunday and Wednesday night because my parents would drag me. But I didn't really have a relationship with the Lord. And so um, when I was around 19, I ended up having an unplanned pregnancy. And I was so scared. I was scared to tell my parents. I was scared to um, tell my friends my the father of the baby was terrified as well. We just thought our lives were over. You know, Satan tries to lie to you in that moment. You know, I tell you like the worst things that could ever happen. And And because of our fear, we ended up scheduling an abortion appointment. And whenever i went in we paid for it they started explaining how they do everything and i ended up actually hyperventilating and passing out in the abortion room and when i came to the nurses were fanning me trying to give me a drink of water and they said you're too emotionally distraught to make this decision today you can come back another day but today you're not getting an abortion and and so I went back out in the waiting room and told the father of my baby that we were still pregnant. And he was like, we both were like, OK, you know, let's figure this out. If we're going to be homeless, if we're going to, you know, our dreams are over all the crazy things that we had thought was going to happen. If that was going to happen, we we're going to figure it out together. So we told their parents it wasn't as bad as we thought. They were definitely disappointed in the timing. But... Um, They were supportive, and my husband, we had been together for all through high school. We knew we wanted to get married someday, but not necessarily in that order, but we knew we were going to get married. So we ended up um, deciding to get married when I was 16 weeks pregnant, but the man that had led my husband to the Lord years before, we asked him if he would marry us, and he said, no, I'm sorry, because you've sinned, I cannot bless this marriage, I can't marry you, and we were just like oh my goodness like this is we are such horrible people like we can't even get married right in the eyes of god and so we ended up finding someone else that would marry us but it definitely felt like a scarlet letter or a day mm-hmm. of shame you know at this beautiful wedding mm-hmm. that we had um, well we ended up having a son who is totally amazing and this part is really what answers the question that you just asked about when we knew how much God loves us. Um, but, you know, there's, I just believe really with me and with a lot of these moms that we minister to that have unexpected pregnancies in the ministry that I lead, Embrace Grace, that sometimes when God wants to woo his daughter back to his heart, he might just give her a baby to do that. Like he might just give her the sweetest face that she's ever laid eyes on so that she can maybe get a tiny glimpse of how much God must love her and mm-hmm. um and so my son I mean I always say I raised a kid but he raised me too and to me <laughs> and my husband just we adore him he's now 22, and he's graduated college, he graduated from ORU, and with a theology degree, he's led so many kids to the Lord, he's getting his master's in leadership now, and he married an amazing woman of God that is finishing up her nursing uh, degree at University of Arkansas right now, she finishes in December, so just beautiful, like I can't imagine my life without him, and that's really when God just really started ministering to my heart. And two years after that, we had Jess and that pastor that wouldn't marry us. He actually called my husband out of the blue. And my husband loves this pastor. I mean, he really discipled him when he was young. And um he called in. He asked my husband for forgiveness. He said that um, he asked that. For forgiveness, he said that he felt like it was his worst mistake in pastoring history that he had ever made, and he thought about it all the time, and that he wanted to um, ask for forgiveness. And my husband was like, yes, of course, I forgive you. Like, he just loves them so much, and they're just so – so close. And and just even when my son was 16, that pastor that wouldn't marry us, he asked me to come speak at his church. It's actually a pastor in Austin, Texas. And um, he now, I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. He lives in Austin. So we came out to Austin and um, he asked me to speak about Embrace Grace and this pro-love message that I talk about. And um, so after I was done, he, he was very open with his congregation leading up to the time I came. He was saying, you know, I had a religious spirit, I had a Pharisee heart, and this is what I did years ago. Well, after I spoke, he asked me to come back on the platform and ask my son, Jess, to come on the platform. Again, he was 16 years old. And he said, Amy, years ago, I asked your husband for forgiveness, but I never really asked you. Will you forgive me? And I was like, yes, of course. I forgave you a long time ago. Like, we love you so much. And and all that well then he looked at my son 16 in front of the whole church and he said will you forgive me for planting seeds of rejection in your heart before you were ever even born and while you were in your mother's womb I rejected you will you forgive me and my son 16 in front of the whole church says I forgive you and it was such a powerful moment like you could feel church wounds being lifted in that room like people were like what just happened that is amazing
0: (laughs) Wow. And it was
2: such a healing moment, even for Jess, because when I when he was 13, my story kind of really got out there. And I had a published book with B&H and was on James Robinson and focus on the family and all of that. And so it's time I had to tell him, you know, like, we didn't plan you, but God did. And we didn't know what we were doing, but God did. And he made something beautiful out of our mess. And it was you. And, and we didn't know how much we needed you and how much we loved you. And so him being, you know, an eighth grade and a boy, you know, it's kind of like, (laughs) I don't really know how to process this. But just over the next few years and even that healing moment at the church just really helped solidify his identity. And he says, you know, Satan had a plan to take me out, but I'm here and I'm going to use my life to change the world and my story to change the world. He writes for Focus on the Family now. He is a speaker, an author. I mean, this kid, I say he's a kid. He's 22, but I mean, he is like... (laughs) changing the world and I can't imagine the world without him like, wow. like he a gift.
0: You know, um, I love I love that you say that because of your fear, because of our fear we scheduled an abortion clinic. And I, I tell you friends, if you are ever doing anything out of fear, you need to stop and and yeah. and rethink this because God calls us not to walk in fear but to walk in love. And sometimes that means trusting him to do things his way when uh, the fear and the lies would uh, seep in to tell us to to do it a different way. Uh, you know, my mama uh, says, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. My daddy says two sins don't make a right either. So, uh, it's, I think it's so good with, when we are finding ourselves in these deep, desperate situations that we are led by the love of God and not by the fear of man and what's going to happen with us. So, Amy, I think what you brought up, um, what you touched on here is, is so important and I really want to have you, uh, address this very directly. Uh, Embrace Grace is in over 700 churches across the nation, 47 states, 10 countries, and the heart of Embrace Grace is to make the church one of the first places, the first places a young woman runs to instead of the last because of shame and guilt. And and you've addressed this already a little bit in, in your answer, but I want you to, if, if you can kind of give your, your elevator answer to this, to really reach the heart of the church. What can you say to a church who wants to love On these hurting women who has a desire to love on these hurting young women, but they're so afraid of encouraging premarital 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 sex, or they're they're afraid of being seen as celebrating it. What can you speak to those churches?
2: Well, I would just encourage them to read the prodigal son story. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when you think about how the son went off and he took his dad's money and he was with prostitutes and he was, you know, he squandered everything away until he had nothing left and he was eating the leftovers of the pigs. And he was like, you know, maybe I can go back home and maybe I can just eat the leftovers of the staff like that could be better than what I'm having to do right now. But what my favorite part of the story is, is it says, and while he was a long way off, the father ran to him and he had his servants put a robe on his back and a ring on his finger. And he said, son, you were lost and now you're found. I'm so glad that you're back home. And, you know, and then they he had them all throw a big, giant party and Kill the fatted calf. Like he didn't say get the leftovers from yesterday or, you know, he said, let's celebrate. He wasn't celebrating what he had done. He was celebrating that he was home and celebrating that he was lost and now he's found. And even with a lot of these moms that come to embrace grace, you know, sometimes you see transformation immediately. Sometimes it's planting seeds and praying that they bloom, you know, but a lot of these moms are a long way off but they've turned They're coming to church. They're turning to their heavenly father and um, and they're trying. And so we are, we're all, this is, we feel like the baby showers are like a big giant prodigal party and we get to be a part and throwing it. And, you know, we can be like in the, in that story, the other brother was like, well, that's not fair. You want me to help throw a party when I've been here serving you all this time? I've been so perfect, you know, and, and all that. You've never thrown a party to meet for me. And, and the father said, son, Everything you have, or everything that I have is yours. You have everything that you need in me. So come and let's go celebrate that your brother was lost and now he's found. And so sometimes we can, as a church, be like the other brother, you know, and be like, well, that's not fair. And they don't deserve mm-hmm. this and things like that. But that's not the heart of God. You know, mercy mm-hmm. and grace is kind of outside our brain capacity, you know, of what we can really, really um, just wrap our minds around. It's beautiful, you know, that that mm-hmm. his mercy and his grace is so amazing. And we've had girls surrender their life to Jesus the night of the baby showers because they are so overwhelmed that people they've never known would pick out something in their favorite color for their baby and show up. And they're just there. It's it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his goodness mm. that draws us to his side. That's what that what inspires people to want to follow the Lord. So we get just get to be a part of partnering with heaven and, and making that happen.
1: You know, and and I go ahead. I, I didn't know I was going to need Kleenex this morning, <laughs> um, but wow. I, I mean, I'm so convicted and yet uh, so hopeful by the story that you've already told. I mean, this pastor that, you know, admitted to having um a heart like a Pharisee was religious, but had a heart like a Pharisee and so judgmental that he's just, he sees it as, you know, his biggest regret in his life to judge and condemn you. And not only that, but just for him to apologize in public.
2: Mm -hmm. He's amazing. Amazing.
1: What, what a testimony to God's grace, because we are all sinners, Mm -hmm. all sinners. We all have stuff, all of us. And and so we get these little judgy hearts and we think we're better than, you know, our neighbor and we're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that story is just such a testimony to how our father loves us so well um, and has a plan for our lives. Even when we mess it up, he can make um, beauty from ashes and he turns all things for good, all things for good. Um, You have these wonderful videos on the website, the sea life website that you guys created. And this week's video is, uh, is titled um, sometimes it's hard. I I think that's the title of it. Um, And it's stories of women that I mean, are in difficult situations. It's not a, 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 a healthy situation you know one story is a woman who was brutally raped mm-hmm. um, in her late 30s brutally raped left for dead and finds out six weeks later that she's pregnant with this baby and she calls her husband to tell him and she first of all she thought her response to finding out that she was pregnant as a result of this horrific act, that she would be angry, that every emotion of anger would come out. And when she saw that little heartbeat on the ultrasound, all she could feel was joy. All she could feel was joy that God had turned this horrible situation into something that was beautiful, a life. And she called her husband, and I don't know. Her husband is a godly man because he knew exactly the right words to say. He said, Okay, honey, we, we know how to we, we know how to do babies. We love babies. We got this. We're good. God has given us a beautiful opportunity to value life. Wow. And so I would just encourage people to go to your website. Um, I would assume that you get to meet all of these people through the work that you do and hear many, many different stories of hope, love and grace and, and beautiful life. Right, Amy?
2: Yes, for sure. And uh, there's, there's been a beautiful, amazing stories and then there's been stories of, Of regret you know and 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 then but what's amazing about the ones that do struggle with regret you know a lot of them go through abortion healing classes which i if there's any pastors out there or anyone that's passionate about this i would encourage every church to have abortion healing groups within their church there's great curriculum and and resources out there to be able to host it. So important. Um, but they want to be now the change they wish they, the, the change they want to see in the world. And they want to be the person that they wish they had years ago in their life when they made that decision. Um, and I love just either, either whether it's, it's a season they have, they look back on a season regret or something where it's an amazing, inspiring story of choosing life. I love that people are using that moment to To change the pro-life movement or be a part of the pro-life movement, Um, making abortion unthinkable through hope and through love and saying you can do this, you can have your baby and your dreams too, it's going to be okay and you're not going to have to walk alone, we're going to walk through this with you is huge, like just having someone believe in you can make all the difference in the world when you're making that decision. So, yes, I mean, all the time, every time I speak all around the nation afterwards, I just get so many amazing stories of uh people that tell, somehow this topic has affected them in their life in some way, whether it was their daughter or someone close to them or their own life. Um, but it's awesome to see that they're coming to these pro-life um topicals and finding their place to get involved in the movement, because that is, you know, it's one thing to vote a certain way, but to be able to be the change we want to see in in the world. I always say pro-life is a stance, pro-love is an action. Mm. And being pro-love is what's going to change everything.
0: You know, Amy, I, I love that you brought up the the pro-life movement because it seems like there has truly been this shift. I, I would say that Christians are really beginning to open their eyes to the lies that the enemy has so convincingly, convincingly sold us for the past almost five decades. And so we are two years away from the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And we have gone from this um anti abortion based on condemnation to this anti abortion based on love for the child and love for what the mother is is going through. You know, but there are still I mean I have Christian friends, I, I have a, a Christian sister very much, you know, I believe that she loves Jesus. But she is very much pro-choice. What would your challenge be to anyone today who is listening who considers themselves a Christian but would still say, no, abortion is acceptable, it's fine, it's for dealing with an unplanned pregnancy, it should be one of those top-of-the-list options?
2: Yeah, I think a long time ago we really were pushing science and, you know, the baby is a life and the sanctity of life and, you know, of course all of that is so i mean we have cutting edge technology to know and understand that that baby is alive i mean at 22 days at, after conception their heart beats like there this is a life but going beyond that when i talk to now people today in this day and age they are more focused on the woman like the, the woman needs to have the right to choose what to what can go on with her body and and things like that and You know, when you look at the top five reasons why women have abortions, they're all rooted in fear. And Kathy, I think you mentioned that earlier um, today, but that that they're rooted in fear. I mean, fear, it's like reasons of financial reasons. It could be uh, having to drop out of thinking they have to drop out of school. It could be um, the baby daddy issues or my parents being mad at me. All of that. If you look at all of the reasons, fear is the root. Fear is the root of all of them. So our tagline here at Embrace Grace is to help her be brave because a lot of times when we're in that fear-based moment, we can only see tunnel vision of what is how that crisis moment. But if we can help women see the bigger picture, we can help them see that there's a better way. A lot of pro-choice people even support Embrace Grace because you can't argue with loving people. And we don't want anyone to have an abortion because we see the trauma, the PTSD, the the effects of women years, decades later that are still grieving the loss of an of a child. We see this every day working in the industry that we are are in. And so we want to help women see a better way. Let's see past this crisis moment and let's see the bigger picture. And if it's, what is the biggest reason why you feel like you need to have an abortion? Well, let's talk through that and let's see how can we help? How can we help you see that? Is it education? Well, you know what? Maybe there's some ways around this and let us help you dig into that. But they get so like, I have to hurry up and you go in robot mode, but like this is a very big decision that will affect you the rest of your life. And so we want to help them see that. And so I, I think that there are we do have a right to choose, but we should never have the right to choose an abortion. Uh we should have the right to choose between parenting or placing for adoption um and, and looking for that. But um as a movement we can help make abortion unthinkable because of all the love and the resources that we have to give to help these women that are in that that moment of having to make that decision.
0: You know, I, it's so interesting that you mentioned PTSD. Evelyn Davison, our beautiful co-host, she's not here with us today. She started Love Talk, uh, gosh, 35 years ago, over 35 years ago, and she has this saying, she says, Um, the womb was never intended to be a tomb and you know we always talk in these metaphors like when we see a a cute boy that we're just excited about we talk about getting butterflies in our stomach and when we're uneasy with something we're anxious we, we talk about our stomach feeling nauseous and and I think that when you have an abortion and you literally are causing death at the center of this place where, you know, you also relate to emotions, that's something that you you, you don't get over. I can't imagine the, the PTSD coming out of that. And so you're going to be going and talking with women at the Sea Life event um, at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, over 20,000 seats there. Uh, Not very many left. There's going to be, you know, thousands more live streaming. What I I, I know you're excited about this event. You've got to be excited. I'm just excited talking about the event. What is your greatest prayer, Amy, for this event as you're preparing to go and step on that stage?
2: Well, for sure, it's that it's not just a rah-rah, we're all pro-life and yay, you know, team. That it is a catapult of action, of activation, that people don't just attend, but they actually find their place to get involved in the, move, in the movement. There's going to be tons of pregnancy centers represented there that people can talk to the centers, find different volunteer opportunities. There's going to be ICU mobile units, which are mobile sonogram machines that go out into the cities and offer free sonograms for women facing an unexpected pregnancy. You'll get to tour one of those. We have love boxes that Embrace Grace has where people can put together a love box that will be placed into the hands of a woman facing an unexpected pregnancy and will hopefully inspire a life decision. And then there's really hundreds or thousands of more ideas of how to get involved in the movement. I encourage anyone listening to grab my book, Help Her Be Brave, Discover Your Place in the Pro-Life Movement as well. It has over 300 ideas of how to get involved in the movement. And then go to this event because it's, you're going to get so fired up and you're going to want to be the change you want to see in the world. And it's going to be amazing. Together, we really can make abortion unthinkable.
1: I, I, I love this love box that you guys do within your organization. And as soon as a pregnant woman comes to you, they are, they receive this love box. Tell us what's inside that.
2: It has a onesie, a little baby shirt that says best gift ever. It has um, a journal about being brave and fearless. It has a handwritten letter of people all over the nation that write to encourage, you know, inspire them. Um, And it has an invitation to a local Embrace Grace group, which is a group for women with unexpected pregnancies that um, to help them get connected to support in a spiritual family. I love it.
0: I was going to say Amy I just I love hearing everything you have to share. I'm 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 so thankful that you've given us uh another uh 12 minutes to get to uh, wrap up our final segment. We have more questions for you. Friends, you're going to want to stay with us. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back with Amy Ford, co-founder and president of Embrace Grace. Stay with us right after this. Hello friends and welcome back to Love Talk. What a glorious
1: day it is as we are in the series on health. And today we're talking to Amy Ford, the president and co-founder of the organization Embrace Grace, Embrace Grace. And our, the title of our program today, Healthy Grace. And we've been discussing, um, beautiful lives and the pro-life movement and this Wonderful conference that's coming on August the 28th to the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, Sea Life 2021. Um, so Amy, we've been in this series here on Love Talk discussing all things health, healthy finances, health, women's health, healthy dads, healthy marriages, making a healthy impact right where you are. And of course today, this program on grace, um, and, you know, I'm just kind of wondering, we, we throw that term around quite a bit, but can grace ever be unhealthy?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we don't have, um, you know, the, the way we show obedience to the Lord is or the way the lord accepts obedience from us is with love like the way we show our love to the lord is through obedience and there are a lot you know the whole bible is a book of love and so if we're only doing grace for everything and and not balancing out like being obedient to what he's calling us to do Mm -hmm. then we're not showing love to god and even you know we have this embrace grace ministry that we have we have over 700 groups and we have thousands of leaders that lead embrace grace and Um, like I had mentioned before, sometimes you see the transformation immediately and sometimes it's a little bit more like planting seeds, you know, that we're, that we're hoping that this like sticks, but they have to be the ultimate decision maker of how they're going to move forward. Um, we had a girl once that she, um, had an unexpected pregnancy and we just were praying and praying and praying that she was going to surrender her life to Jesus. She came, she was Wiccan. She believed in witchcraft. And um, and it was amazing. We just like kept believing that there was going to be this salvation experience, and um, and but she just kept coming, you know, every time. And she one time she said, "I like the way it makes me feel when I come to this group." Mm-hmm. And so we just held on to that, like there that was going to happen be, happen to her. So then she um, goes the whole semester, and she doesn't surrender her life to Jesus. And I remember I was kind of offended for a minute. I was like, "God, you know, <laughs> she did the whole thing. She got the baby shower. She got everything. You know, how? Why didn't it work out the way?" I I wanted it to. And I heard the Lord say, you're planting seeds. Do you think Mm -hmm. a girl that was wicked would have ever set foot in a church if it wasn't a safe place for her to be there? And so Mm -hmm. just trust me, you know, and or trust me with allowing, I'm going to keep inspiring people to plant seeds in her heart. So we just waited and waited. And um, a year later, she called me totally out of the blue, and she said that she felt like Someone, uh, she said, I felt like God's been trying to talk to me, but I wasn't really sure. Um, but then I, one day she was going to work and she worked at a restaurant slash gas station and someone said, um, she, she said, God, if you're real, will you like do something kind of more radical? Like I need to know that you're real. And so that day mm-hmm. she comes into work after she had prayed that prayer and a perfect stranger walked up to her and said, hi, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to say that he loves you and he sees you and all he wants is your heart. And she was so blown away. She went straight home and she got her curriculum from the year before. She said she looked in the She did it in the bathroom. She put the crown on her head, which is a, a, Tiara, we do this Princess Day as a part of Embrace Grace, too. And she looked in the mirror and she surrendered her life to Jesus because she wanted it to be a moment that she never forgot. And so she called me. I was the first one that she called and she was totally freaking out and um, <laughs> excited, you know, about all of it. Can you believe it happened? And I was just so blown away. And the Lord just started showing me like she liked the way it made her feel. Wow. When she came to church, you know, that the grace that she was extended through that, like it's grace is abundant with the Lord. But we know that, you know, not living our life, um according to Jesus, it leads to, to destruction. But ultimately, all the grace bestowed on her was what drew her heart to the Lord. And I just love to even think about that man. Like he must have walked away thinking, you know, oh, I don't know. Why you just made me do that, God, you know, or whatever. But she went straight home and surrendered her life to Jesus. Like, that is amazing. Like, he doesn't even know that what that, that inspired, that, we're, that God is planting seeds um, in her heart through his people. And so I think we always need to err on the side of grace for sure. And um, we're not trying to fix people. We're trying to love people. And it's love that changes everything.
0: Oh, that's so good. We're not trying to fix people. Let God do that. We're trying to love people. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, we opened this program, and, and, friends, if you missed our first two segments, I just encourage you to go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and uh, get those, listen to those two segments that, that you missed. But, Amy, you talked with us about being pregnant at 19 and walking into an abortion clinic and uh, doing that out of fear. And, uh, you were so anxious that you passed out, that you fainted. And uh, so you did not have an abortion that day and you never had an abortion. And we can fast forward now. You have been married to that young man, your high school sweetheart for 22 years. Ryan, uh, uh your, your husband, Ryan, and you have now four children, your oldest son. Uh, who was the, right there in your tummy with you sitting in that abortion clinic at 19. He just graduated from ORU with a major in ministry and pastoral leadership. You you talked to us about the amazing things that he also is doing now uh, for God's kingdom. Your second, Mackenzie, uh, is a student at Colorado Christian. Landry is in eighth grade. Judah Brave is in third grade. So you are managing life, marriage, ministry. Can you tell us when the day seems long and all of the doors seems the doors seem closed and your strength just seems insufficient for the task at hand what do you hold on to
2: Oh, I, it's, it's all about surrender. You know, when I try to be a little bit more controlling and, and make all of this happen, but it's all about surrender and, and asking the Holy Spirit to lead each day and, and the hope of knowing that He's got me and that even, even if it doesn't make sense, I'm just going to trust Him. If it's, if I bring my kids to work with me a lot and we, um, we even shut her down our office around two o'clock, three o'clock every day so we can go spend time with our family. Like it's important to have balance, but just, it's all about surrender when I try to control things too much. I I get anxiety and all kinds of stuff. We just allow the Lord to lead. It changes everything.
0: Surrender. I love it. Well, we have got to let you go. We know that uh, you have a meeting here in a few minutes. Friends, if you want to see Amy in person, you want to attend the Sea Life event at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, this August 28th at 7 p.m. in, in the evening. It is a free event. If you can't be in there per, uh, in person, you can live stream and Amy, if our friends want to get in touch with you and have you speak um, at their church, and they want to be, uh, they they want their church to become this place of grace, how do they reach you?
2: AmyFord.com for sure. Go check that out, and there's lots of resources and cool stuff on there. Podcast that we have. Also, if you want to register for the Sea Life event to attend or to um, register to watch online, it's FocusOnTheFamily.com forward slash Sea Dash Life. Sea Dash Life, yeah.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Amy. We
2: appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. All
0: right. God bless all you're doing. We look forward to having you back in the future. Oh, friends. Wow.
1: I, that is a powerful message of love. You know, Kathy, I've, I've been so convicted by, by just churchy things lately, you know, the talk and the, and it seems like, you know, at times I look back on my life and I think, where have I been judgy and where have I been ridiculously like a Pharisee um, and who have I pushed away because of that? And I I want to be the person that extends grace. And, and you know, she just says it so well that we're not uh, we're just loving on people. We're loving on people. And that's what God calls us to do, um, that we see the face of God
0: through love not through judgment and, you know i think more the more and more that we listen to people's stories i mean you know christ tells us in i think it's in second peter to to basically be prepared to, um, when you are asked, to to give the reason for the hope that you have. And I think we need to be prepared to not only share our testimony, but to listen to the stories of others. Um, you know, we did this Baylor send-off party, Carrie, um, and we had almost 40 people over at our house. And Eric smoked two briskets and three turkey breasts and a, a bunch of pork sausage and Aaliyah, brought up the Rudy's barbecue sauce from her, and there was this gal, one of the moms of the Baylor students, and she just was talking to me about what her life looked like, and just so busy, and a beautiful, beautiful woman, and a beautiful smile on her face, And I said, oh my gosh, how are you getting out of bed every day? You must be so overwhelmed, and she just paused for a second and looked at me, and she says, thank you for your compassion. Like, you know, because you ha- you get in these conversations and you just go, oh, yeah, this is what I do. This is what I do. But you never think, well, what does that really look like in your life? And I, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. But while she's telling me, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how is she getting out of bed every morning and, and stepping into everything that she's stepping into? And she said, thank you for your compassion. And I thought, wow, I I didn't mean to show compassion, but that was, you know, I'm just being real with her. Like, literally, tell me, how do you get out of bed every morning? <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> right, so, right. I,
0: I so much in this
1: in this program today. Um, I, I'm so I, not only impacted by just women's lives that are drastically changed by the love of Jesus and the love of of women surrounding other women and families, right? Men too, who are going through this. Um, but people who have made mistakes, who have repented and people who um, just allow Jesus to shine through them. Uh, what an absolute bre- blessing friends, You know, this program was fantastic, and if you want to find our archives online, you can go to Love Talk Network, and you can find all of our other programs um, in this health series and over the past few years. We love you so much here at Love Talk. If you have any questions on how to find this radical love of Jesus, please call us on the love line at 512-249-6535, and we encourage you to find a space a place, a church like one of these that is preaching and teaching the love of our Savior. For my beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, my co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, I am Coach Keri Brigator and we will see you right here next time.